For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Cyber CFO, the show for business owners from an entrepreneurial chief financial officer. Here's your host, Michael Barbarita. Welcome and hello everyone. My name is Michael Barbarita and the name of my company is Next Step CFO where I help companies improve cash flow, increase profits, the use of tools and strategic planning and I'm the cyber CFO and the host of this show and I live in New England and finally the rain has subsided we had uh, I know this might not sound like a lot of rain to people but we've had about 14 inches of rain in 14 days and uh, of course I had a sewer backup and all that kind of nonsense but at any rate I'm back in business and uh, Today, want to talk about advisory boards. So even if you have a working partner that may fill one or more of these roles, it's always a good idea to have an advisory board. And it's okay for you or your partners to fill these roles, but it, it is unlikely that all the roles of the advisory board can be filled by management. And it, and the bottom line is it really isn't a good idea to have them filled by management. Really what you want is uh, a diverse group of people outside of your company to be part of the advisory board so that you can bounce ideas off of them. Today there are many opportunities to have an advisory board that will either cost nothing or very little. And developing a relationship with the following professionals and have them part of your advisory board is a real good idea. Number one is a CPA. Secondly is a lawyer. Third is an insurance agent. Fourth is a part-time CFO. And fifth is a technical or operations person. Now, they don't have to be exactly these, these professions and people, but in my view, this is a real good cross-section of people to have on your advisory board and when we come back after our 80 second break I'll go over each member that I am suggesting to be on the advisory board and where they would have value so we will be right back attention retailers do you need to improve cash flow and profitability do you need to get a better idea of what's going to happen next week next month or even next year what if you could manage your business with just five or six key statistics to improve profitability? Would you like to have an experienced chief financial officer on your staff that over a period of a year costs you less than $10 per day? My name is Michael Barbarita from Next Step CFO, where I have developed a program designed just for retailers called the Retailer's Stimulus Package. It doesn't matter where you are in the country, as the Retailer's Stimulus Package is a virtual CFO program but with a personal touch and personal contact. This program takes my seven years of owning an $8 million retail operation coupled with my Chief Financial Officer background and expertise 
to help the retailer maximize profitability. To get started, it's an easy three-step process. Step one, give me a call at 781-326-3822. Step two is a free consultation as you tell me about your business. Step three, I do the rest. The Retailer's Stimulus Package will improve the performance and profitability of your business. That number again is 781-326-3822 or find us online at nextstepcfo.net. Okay, we're back. Now, once again, here are some of the members you could have on the advisory board. And the first one I mentioned was a CPA. And you're gonna need, you know, you're gonna need a CPA anyway to prepare your tax returns and possibly to compile or, sorry, to perform a compilation, a review, or an audit, uh, which is a form of, of a, um, of a CPA's function that bankers usually require. They usually require either a compilation, review, or an audit. So some people have to uh, have that type of a prep preparation done with their books. And usually, if you hire a CPA to do these things, they will probably be a part of your advisory board if you simply ask them. And they probably, uh, you know, they will probably be on the board for nothing. Um, if you certainly, if you give them the aforementioned tax preparation business and and um, compilation review or audit business, uh, they'll probably, in in fact, you know, be on your board for nothing. And CPAs uh, can refer you to funding sources and other support services, including referring you to more business. And a CPA can also give great business insights since they deal with a lot of businesses and work with companies from all industries, maybe even including your own. And they can share some insights, some general insights, and be a very valuable member of your advisory board. Secondly, as a lawyer, and you should develop a relationship with a good business attorney. And it must be a business attorney. One of the perils of business is that it exposes you to legal situations. You would not be able to dream up in a hundred million years all the possible legal risks that there are when you own a business. So you should always maintain some type of business relationship and business contact with a business attorney. And certainly uh, do not use attorneys uh, if you do not have to. And there are other opportunities to get more cost-effective legal advice like prepaid legal services and other uh, other uh, services but you want to get an attorney on your advisory board and therefore it's a good idea to develop a relationship with an attorney who you can trust and will bill you in a professional manner by the way I've seen some attorneys one time I had an attorney uh, send me a bill for a, for sending a fax and that cost $75 and they can get really crazy so don't and please don't let me get off on on that tangent because I'll be here for days talking about legal bills. But the the bottom line is is we, we want to focus on having an attorney on the advisory board. They can be a very valuable member on the advisory board, and by developing the right relationship with the right attorney, you can have a very trusted and valuable advisory board member who you can call on when the need arises for legal assistance. And lawyers can be a source of support services as well as funding sources like the CPA and they also may be able to refer more business and if you use them the right way you could probably get them to be on your advisory board for nothing but once again you really need to develop that relationship with an attorney the third uh, 
occupation that I'd like you to have on your advisory board is an insurance agent. And there are several situations in business that call for specialty insurance and special protection. And an, a professional insurance agent will be able to identify perils and risks that need to be insured, but can also give you sound business advice and can identify risks at the same time. See, it's important to have an insurance agent because when someone comes up with a unique idea, the insurance agent can add input as to whether the idea will require insurance or if insurance is even available. I used to run a, 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 a series of tent sales, uh, which was a four-day retail sale in the ski retail operation that I ran that occurred in tents outside of the stores. Now, I never knew that weather insurance was available, but I had an insurance agent on my board, and that is how I knew it was available. Uh, one particular year, I chose not to get it, and of course, I uh, missed a hurricane by one week. One week after our tent sale, a big hurricane occurred here. Not one as damaging as Katrina or anything like that, but enough to uh, throw a kibosh into uh, what was the, what, the biggest annual sale that I ever had. And that was kind of stupid on my part not to get weather insurance, but um, I decided not to buy it that year. And sometimes it is better to be lucky than good, and I was sure lucky in that situation. The next occupation is a part-time CFO. And by using a part-time chief financial officer, you have the opportunity to get a number of financial services on an as-needed basis. And in addition, you have a valuable advisory board member because the CFO will have insight as to the financial ramifications of any idea that's proposed by the board. So you get that additional financial insight to see if it's financially feasible uh, to do or not to do. So you get a risk assessment from an insurance agent, you get the financial ramifications uh, from a part-time CFO, uh, you get some overall business insight, you get some legal insight from a lawyer and overall business insight from a CPA, and uh, it might also be a good idea, yeah, I'm just thinking of this now, but to have a marketing person of some type, whether it's a marketing consultant or somebody from an advertising, age, uh, advertising agency um, to be on the board to give you some insight from, a, from an advertising and marketing perspective. Uh, those people are tougher to get, there's no question about it, but once again, it comes down to developing relationships with people. Also, a technical or operations professional, depending upon your industry, and this is where you would add someone to your advisory board that has the operations or technical expertise related to your product or service. And you may have someone in management, but once again, it's always a good idea to get perspective from someone outside of management if they are available. And once again, it's a good idea uh, to, you know, to develop relationships with people with a technical expertise, because maybe you'll hire them someday too, by the way. That's not... A, that's not certainly totally out of the question. But to have them on an advisory board can be a real, uh, real plus and a real benefit to you. Of course, they can't be working for a competitor. That won't work. But um, they, uh, if you can get some type of consulting person once again or, or somebody who has retired and has the technical expertise, these are great, great uh, people to have on your board. By the way, retired people are great to have on your board. Uh, the SBA has several retired people that, um, that helps the Small Business Association uh, give consulting advice to uh, small businesses. So retirees are fantastic.
Uh, and don't think they have old ideas too. A lot of them are recent retirees. They know what it's you know they they they're part of the internet age, and uh, they could be a very valuable uh, advisory board member for you. Um, these professionals on your advisory board may charge a fee, but uh, I'd be leery of this. And as I as I mentioned, there's ways to really work around that and get the, and get them free of charge. Uh, my suggestion is to do everything you can to build the right relationships and to promise. Uh, giving business to these professionals, whether it's now or down the line. And, you know, if you have to pay them, maybe there is some type of quarterly amount that you can pay them. You probably would meet on a quarterly basis. And uh, maybe there is, maybe you buy them dinner, maybe you meet at a restaurant. I think there's ways around it. Um, do not feel that you need to establish the entire group all at once. Uh, maybe for some of you, uh, you know, you might, you might start out with just a CPA and an insurance agent, and you can be begin with that. While you're developing other relationships with a lawyer or a technical person or a part-time CFO, whoever that may be. So don't feel the need to have to put the board, to all, all the pieces of the board together at once. You can do it over time. And just to give you the value of a business, of a advisory board, I have a business associate who says he never has any worries or any problems in his business and the reason is he says is he gives all the problems and all the worries to his advisory board and lets them figure out all the problems then lets them assume all the worries and advisory boards can be very helpful and it is worth the time and the energy to build the right one and obviously he has if he really and and, and you know i i know that i know the uh the guy personally and I can tell you that uh, he really doesn't have any worries about his business he really and, and he's created a very unique marketing strategy which maybe I'll talk about in a future show uh, but he has this advisory board and this advisory board helped him put together all this all, all, all his, his marketing plans his operational plan his people plan everything and literally uh, he has them worry about solving problems and worry about all the worries and risks that he has in his business it's really really interesting and it's a, and and that's one of the big advantages of an advisory board that can really help you out that way uh, another creative way to uh, another way a uh, creative way to create an advisory board is sometimes referred to as a mastermind group and this is a group of four or five business people who become advisory board members for each other so there are a group of CEOs, if you will, that, that get together and that each quarter or each month, whenever you get together, you talk about only one person's business who's also on that, in that mastermind group. And it's a great way to get ideas and perspective uh, from other business owners. Uh, there's also an, uh, an organization called Vestige, V-I-S-T-A-G-E. That's V-I-S-T-A-G-E. And these are groups of CEOs from different industries who uh, get together with a, with a business consultant that, is abs that is, runs the meetings, and they discuss each other's businesses in a very objective way. And that also can be very productive. I love getting input from other business owners. Another great way to get business advice is through non-competitive peers. When I was in the ski retail business, 
I belonged to a buying group. And the buying group was made up of fellow ski retail owners from around the country. And of course, since most of them were in many different states, they weren't competitors. And I always used to solicit the opinions of many of my comrades in the buying group. And you can also do this by simply going to national trade shows. Certainly there are some business segments like manufacturing where maybe everyone is a competitor. Everyone in the country may be a competitor. But if you are in that situation, you can go to trade shows and visit or have an employee visit your competitor's booths and you will be amazed at the feedback and the ideas that you get from buying groups or from belonging to a buying group or, for, or by going to trade shows. So that's it for today. I hope you found the show today useful and informative. And if you have any questions about this show or any other, please feel free to give me a call at 781-326-3822. And until next time, this is the Cyber CFO signing off and bidding you a good day. Thank you for listening to the Cyber CFO. And remember, any rebroadcast or other use of this program or material without the express written permission of Michael Barberita and Next Step CFO is strictly prohibited. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.